All right, rookies, welcome to NXT Season 4. Each of you have an opportunity here to do what some people can only dream of, and that's become a WWE superstar. Over the course of this competition, we're going to test your body, your mind, and your spirit. And each week, we're going to test your agility and your desire. But you guys got to remember one thing. Everything you say and do from here on in will be under a microscope. The WWE Universe is watching, and your pros are watching as well. Because the Universe will vote on WWE.com, your pros will vote, and collectively, one of you will become the WWE's next breakout star. The winner of NXT will earn a championship match. The future is now. Welcome to Half K NXT Season 4 with the newly signed Nando O'Brien <laughs> and your boy L Truth. Oh, the L Truth. Nope, that's it. That's it. We just get straight to it. Yep, L Truth. When you want to make a hit, give me a call. I'm not even going to ask what the L stands for. <laughs> nope. Was whatever you want. <laughs> it's like exactly how K Quick was. Where did oh, yeah. that even come from? <laughs> I I still don't even know what it means. <laughs> you know what? His last name. No, I get it now. Oh, okay, His last okay. name is is Killings, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Killings yeah. Quick. That's kind of brutal. <laughs> that is actually pretty brutal <laughs> when you when you really think about it. Oh snap. That's crazy. Yeah. You know what? That's more vicious than like Ron Truth. Yeah. That's like killings quick and Ron Truth. Yeah. Whoa. yeah. <laughs> okay. <Do> we, just, <laughs> we, we just we just blew our mind with this revelation. <laughs> I know. Like K Quick was actually a, a a very sensible name, especially for the time. It was like they got away with a with a with a quick one there. I think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So we are, uh, yeah, we are the brand new hosts for Half K NXT Season 4. And quick plug before we get into the review that uh, if you want to check out our colleagues, Nando O'Neill, Larry Larry, and, and the rest, you can definitely check them out on Seasons 1, 2, and 3 in the archived episodes. So Feel free to check them out if you want to check out those pro and rookie pairings. But uh, we will be taking over. I I really like the name Nando O'Brien because he's a rat. And I was also a year of the rat. So <laughs> well, there's there's a connection there automatically. So good. And we'll, we'll, we'll get oh, to it. Man, it's so, <laughs> we'll definitely it's so good. It's so good. I but love it. How, how, was, how was... I love it. How was your holidays, El Truth? You know, uh, the holidays were cool, real chill, mellow, laid back. We just kind of hung up the house, had a place for ourselves, didn't have no people over. And yeah. then we went out and visited people. So, like, we didn't bring it to us. We brought the party to them. Ooh. It was good. You know, we hung out with uh, J- 
just like my sister and her family. And then we hung out with Jamie's sister and her family. Oh, nice. That's Mm -hmm. good. Yeah, buddy. I think that's the whole point is that you just, if you do it right and don't go crazy, then you're doing it right. I think. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I didn't was just like, you know what? Let's just go to everybody's house. It's like, all right, let's just go to the same two people's houses. Yeah. We've been going to, and I think we should be good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, Like, come on, man. That's how sensible. That's how my uh, my sister and brother in law have been. Where they've literally just gone to the same two houses for the holidays, and yeah, that's it. That's all you need mm-hmm. to do. And then, like, we both just recently got tested again too. So yeah, we're like responsible adults. Yeah, unlike the rest of the state. <laughs> 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 but I digress. <laughs> all right. Hey. We can go all day on that as we are all in a new, a technically a new year. Yes. Even though our show is still like in the same year. Like, <laughs> I just kind of like realize in my head right now, like, man, how are they still in 2010? Yeah. <laughs> we in season four. <laughs> we're, we're almost there, folks. <laughs> just bear, we're, I think we're oh literally only four more episodes until we finally get out of uh, the 2010s. So. <laughs> We're, we are <laughs> literally almost there, <laughs> but uh, oh my goodness! As, as far as this, as far as the date of this recording, uh, yes, happy Happy New Year for the present time of twenty twenty one, and we yeah. will, we'll see how things go this year. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's uh, yeah, let's get started with the episode itself. So as we mentioned, we are still stuck in twenty ten. Uh, this is episode 42, and this original air date was on December 7th, 2010, at everyone's favorite venue, the Nutter Center in uh, Dayton, Ohio. I I felt like a child when I when I like read it. I yeah. was like, oh man, I can't wait to hear him say it. <laughs> I think I think it's still there because I I'm pretty sure I've heard it recently, either on. Uh, an episode of Dynamite or NXT bef- before uh, the pandemic. I- I'm pretty sure I've I've heard someone say the Nutter Center pretty recently. So I got to be Dynamite. It's got to yeah, yeah. be. <laughs> I feel like Dynamite has been in the Nutter Center like recently. It yeah. sounds like the type of place that's kind of like on the same par of not like a super big place, but a, a big enough kind of you know, kind of like the Cow Palace. Yeah, yeah. It's not super big, like the the Oakland Arena. Oh but, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what? It's still big enough to have a name like that. Yeah, yeah. You're probably right, and I I have no clue if that's like the name of a company or if that's just the name of like the venue because I I think we talked about it on a previous podcast where a lot of arenas and stadiums are just based off like the company name. There's no unique, uh, <laughs> there's no unique arena names anymore because they've all just been taken over by like companies like sponsors right yeah, yeah yeah so this one could be like the last of a dying breed where it's just like the name of the arena and uh they kept it that way or it could be a company what if it's like nutter butters oh yeah like this the nutter butter arena but they didn't want to call it the nutter butter but they was just like let's go with nutter that's true i will nutter uh, cutter <laughs> diamond cutter <laughs> nutter cutter bro straight for the sack <laughs> uh so yeah, we uh, start off the episode with uh, a brand new intro, and 
before we break it down, because I know we will get to it, but I figured we might as well just kind of go through the brand new pairings of the pros and rookies of uh, season four. And I think you and I have mixed our team names, which is awesome because I think these are probably the perfect names. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. So no, what I wanted to do is like, I wanted to just like first to just have one set of names. So yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. all right, let me put some of these ones that I think will be cool. And then if he's with it, he's with it. And then yeah. we'll see what we got. <laughs> I, I did. The, I think that's what I did is I just put the names there as placeholders. And then I, I figured like, okay, either, you'll agree with it or you'll think of something better. And I think this is like the perfect list. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now we got it. Yeah. So yeah. the, uh, the first pairing that we have here is uh, our boy, Ted DiBiase Jr. Who's already appeared on season three of NXT, but he's actually a pro finally in, uh, in season four. And his, uh, his rookie is everyone's favorite Funkodacto. Or no, uh, sorry, Funkasaurus. Uh, Funkasaurus. Yeah, there we go, Funkasaurus. <laughs> uh, Brodus, Brodus Clay. Brodus Clay, big Brodus Clay. We got our team name because, you know, Ted DiBiase comes from money, of course. Of course. And then we got uh, Brodus Clay, the, you know, like we said, Funkasaurus. So we got Moneysaurus. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we have the returning Daniel Bryan. Uh, I think I misspoke on a previous episode where... I think I said that he's the first returning pro, but uh, that's actually the Miz. So the Miz was mm. was the first returning pro uh, for a season, but Daniel Bryan is actually the first rookie turn pro. Turn pro, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, for NXT, and now he is mentoring our, uh, you know, someone who may be related to um, to the Carter family, but in this season, he is uh, Derek Bateman. And he goes by the the team goes by the yes man, which I I really yeah. like that one. I really like that one. <laughs> yeah, it's the yes man right there because it's like we got the yes movement, and then like so since he's supposed to be a man's man, they're yeah, men. Yeah. Good, that, yes man. That was a good one. Uh, and I was really kind of thinking X Men too. So yes, <laughs> <laughs> we've got a theme, and then we've got our favorite. Um, this is the WWE's favorite Mexican at the time, Alberto oh, yeah. Del Rio. Yeah. He was absolutely, he was on like the peak because he got the push against Mysterio. You know, you made it in your like, it's terrible, but it's like, you know, you made it in your like ethnic group in the WWE when you get to face the biggest star. In that yeah. yeah. Group. <laughs> it's like, all right, look, it's time to pass the torch here. So uh, that's what Alberto Del Rio was. I totally forgot about, uh, I keep forgetting about Ricardo Rodriguez. Me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then, the thing I keep remembering about him is that uh, Gabe told me that Pistolero was going to be uh, Ricardo Rodriguez oh, first, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was too buff. <laughs> so he <laughs> like, was like, you know, they they wanted somebody, I guess, more wimpy looking. And yeah. lo and behold, R- Ricardo Rodriguez fit the mold perfectly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, dang, it could have been you, bro. It, it It's pretty much just like a backstage announcer or a referee where you need to have that look in order to make Mm -hmm. the wrestler stand out more, you know? Mm -hmm. I I wonder how uh, Drake works. Like, he's the yoke. Like, you'd be looking better to some of that, like, you know, competitors. But he's a great ref. And he's a good wrestler, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the rare exceptions, I guess. (laughs) Hey, man. And then... uh, with Del Rio, we have Connor O'Brien, who's 
rocking. Like I, I forgot that that was kind of his thing right now with the rat. So I, I was like, oh, he's rocking it. And I was looking at his face like he do kind of look like a rat. I, I thought I thought they brought this up later in the season. I didn't know that they started off the season with the whole <laughs> the rat thing. I thought that yeah. someone had called him out on the rat and then he like embraced the rat gimmick. But I didn't know he was rocking it since day one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And then combined, we call them the dissension. Because uh, they they have both pretty much the center. <laughs> hey, you know what? And then uh, I got, you know, I got a good one. I got one. So here, Del Rio descends for money. Uh, <laughs> and then he teams with somebody from the Ascension. And now they're Dissension. Yes. He's a, they're descendants of Ascension of money. Dang. You, you put some thought into that one. <laughs> That's because L Truth knows. <laughs> and then. What's up? And then the other one that probably didn't take that much thought. <laughs> was, so I was originally trying to go with the masterpiece as my um, my signed bonus name for the season but i couldn't think of a good one i i was going with like the nando piece the nando lock but <laughs> n- none, of, none of them really fit but i definitely wanted to get make sure that uh chris masters was my boy for sure but yeah chris masters and his rookie byron saxton and combine they are the saxton lock which uh yeah i think you call them the sexton lock if you want to do that because uh, what's his name calls him Byron Sexton on accident. Oh yeah. <laughs> we, we can go nah, back. I like the Saxon lock. We can go, we can go back and forth just as much as they go back and forth with his name. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then uh, we have our every, everybody's favorite perfect dude of the time. Yes. <laughs> Dolph Ziggler with, uh, we, that's all you really need to say about Dolph. Cause you know who he is by now. Yeah. And then Jacob Novak, who I personally had no idea who he was, Yeah. but I personally thought that he looked like the 2010, like Chris Nowitzki. Like he, he oh, had yeah, the same yeah. like look and feel to him, like kind of, Bland and generic, just for for the times. Like, oh, he's kind of tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of blonde. Yeah, throw him in there. And then together, <laughs> just as generic as they are, we got Ziggler and Novak. I love. I just put it there. And I was like, you know what? It's gonna stick somehow. I know it's because <laughs> there's always those tag teams like Bryant, Bryant Kendrick, and um, what's his face? Paul London. Paul London. Like, they're just called. London, London and Kendrick. And that was yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, all right. You know, it happens sometimes, dude. Like, sometimes you just get these tag teams that don't get no names. Yeah. Like, didn't what? Ziggler and McIntyre were tag team champions. Ziggler and Rude. Like, Ziggler and anybody is just Ziggler and somebody. Yeah, yeah. Like, Lon- <laughs> so, like you know. London and Kendrick won. They're, I think they're still technically, or I think New Day probably just surpassed them, but they were like the longest running. Mm smackdown champions and yeah they they just went by their last names and, and that was it that's how you gotta do it sometimes you don't need a name you just yeah who are we ziggler novak yeah <laughs> uh <laughs> and then last but not least of course we have uh our truth with mm-hmm. uh pre fandango in johnny curtis and this one i'm actually kind of proud of so together <laughs> they are truth and dancing quinces 
And then Johnny Curtis, is he even actually new at this point? Or am I thinking Ty Dillinger, who's been there even longer? Uh, I think you're right, because I believe I'm I'm trying to uh, I'm trying to rack. One of them got there in 06. Oh, yeah. I mean, for sure, it's um, Ty Dillinger slash Sean Spears. Uh, There we go. But I'm trying to make sure without looking it up that I believe he went by Gavin Spears. I because I think so. I I think he went by Gavin Spears because for sure he was on uh, WWE WWE ECW. Uh, cause he, he wrestled a couple of matches on, on that show, but okay. I can't remember if his name was Gavin Spears or some, something Spears. So he was going by his real last name. Uh, mm. but I just can't, I just can't think of like, I'm going to go with Gavin Spears and I'll look it up. What and, about it? They changed. Yeah. 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 It sounds reasonable. I believe it. Yeah. And then with Johnny Curtis came later, like what, two, like oh nine or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think he probably also wrestled maybe some, some dark matches for sure. He was in FCW by that point, but mm-hmm. I think this is technically his WWE TV or internet <laughs> uh, show debut for the company. Okay. But before that, I think he was, yeah, just in FCW at the time. Uh, Okay. But, All right. But yeah. But yeah, as as we'll get to later on when we kind of get into more details with their uh video packages. Yeah, he's he's definitely been like a long-time veteran at this point where he's wrestled uh more than 15 years and if if not close to 20 years, which is pretty insane when you think about like how at this point? Yeah. I I mean, uh in current time, in current time. Oh, I said, whoa! No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, in, in current time, uh, yeah, he's for sure over 15 years of uh, of experience, but I think he's close to 20 if you consider, like, training and everything. So mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of crazy how in shape the guy is now, considering that he has that many years under the belt already. Oh, yeah. He's one of them dudes who got older and changed their diet for sure. Because he always had a good like physique, but now mm-hmm. he's more cut up. So you, it's more like dieting at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, those are our new pairings for season four. We'll dive right into the episode itself. So the biggest change right off the bat is that we have a new commentator. Uh, Michael Cole is gone. And... I'll mention it again at the end of the episode, but that pretty much ends his 41 episode streak. Hmm. So he'll go down as, well, I I lie. Like uh, (laughs) Josh Matthews is still there. So he's, he's, he's now technically the longest uh, commentator in NXC history so far. Mm -hmm. Uh, a, A bonus fun fact. I believe that Wade Barrett recently has also surpassed his, NXT um, appearance where I believe he has now been a commentator on modern day NXT longer than he has uh, Mm. his in ring uh, activity as far as in NXT. I'm not I'm not counting his main roster run, just strictly his Mm -hmm. his NXT appearances. So that's pretty crazy. I never thought I would be saying that uh, 10 years later that he would be 
appearing more as a commentator than an active wrestler on NXT, which is kind of crazy in its own. Hey, I'm just still sad we can never say that he was WWE champion. Yeah. Who knows? He had the juice, man. He had the juice. Who knows? Maybe maybe something will spark and I don't know where a year from now we'll be saying Wade Barrett, <laughs> the new NXT <laughs> right, champion. He better come out there with that Ginger Mahal yeah, slash yeah, yeah. Drew McIntyre mentality and get yoked as hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who knows? That's what you got to do. That's how you get Vincent notice you. Think about it. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Yeah. Go away. Get humble. Come back. Buff. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I should say Josh and Todd welcome the uh, welcome the fans and everyone and they say that they're the most camera friendly announced team and I that got a that got a laugh for me just because like it it's a unique pairing and I'll definitely get more into it at the end of the uh, end of the review but it, it's kind mm-hmm. of it's kind of cool like uh, I didn't look up when when Josh is um, I should say when Todd Grisham left the company, I'll I'll probably bring that up towards the end of the season. Hmm. But from what I remember, yeah, like I really liked his commentary style. So it was uh, it took me by surprise that he had joined on this early on where I only remember him from doing, I believe, Smackdown uh, that Hmm. I that I totally forgot that he did commentary for NXT. So, yeah, it was it was good to hear his voice again. and it definitely provided more freshness to to the season, I think. Nice. Okay. Like I, I, I don't know. I feel like I don't really remember him that much. Yeah. Uh. Oh, actually, I every lie. time I hear Todd, I just think Pettengill. Yeah. Actually, no, I, I lie. I, I remember hearing him a lot on uh, ECW because he mm, he uh, okay. he kind of took over uh towards the end because NX, uh I should say ECW had like a rotating amount of announcers and he mm-hmm. he was also there for a bit so yeah he's he's been there I got you okay he's been there for a while uh nice so yeah we will um kind of run through here and yeah I I just like how we were just mentioning Ricardo I forgot that like how of an amazing gimmick Del Rio had at this point because yeah like he had his own personal announcer uh mm-hmm. the the entrance just looked amazing and it it's been a while since we've seen it so i think once you actually revisit it it's actually a a really good entrance and as you mentioned that they really were all in with with um with him as a as a new character um they did they, didn't they like they pushed uh i mean you know at, at, when it was like said and done they pushed him to the moon right like, yeah 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 so We'll see. <laughs> oh, I should say, uh, Matt Stryker returns again as the host, and he wants to give like each rookie like promo time. This is this isn't technically a challenge, but he just mm-hmm. kind of wants to give each rookie like some some time to shine. Uh, he does remind people that uh, that the winner of NXT will become the next breakout superstar, and they're finally bringing back like a reward where the winner will also receive a championship match. They, mm-hmm. they didn't get into the details. I don't remember it. So we'll see if this actually <laughs> comes true by the end of the season. 
Or will it be another broken promise? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm very curious because I don't remember this at all. So this is, will be 100% genuine when we when we get to that point. Mm-hmm. So Johnny Curtis goes first. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll let you go down through your uh, your score breakdown for the promos. Uh, so we had Johnny Curtis. The only thing I had is that the crowd was a bit mixed where they weren't booing him. They weren't cheering him. They were just kind of like in the middle. Oh, yeah, man. It was uh, Johnny Curtis was interesting. He like came out there and the biggest thing that I took away from that is what he said at the end. He said a vote for Curtis. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> he yeah, said, yeah. A vote for Curtis. A vote for me is a vote for freedom. And I was like, whoa, that's the most interesting thing to say. Yeah. But, like <laughs> You could see that he wasn't 100 percent nervous about it. It was good because it seemed like it was really genuine and off the top of his head. But at yeah. the same time, he wasn't like 100 percent like deer in the headlights or nothing like that. Like he had been out there. You could see that he had been out there before. He had like a little bit of experience under his belt. I thought it was a nice kind of like standard promo, but the ending was the kicker. So I was thinking in my head 3.5. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Definitely. I agree. And then we have uh, Byron Saxton, which uh, before you get into the score, I really I'm going to probably keep marking up for Chris Masters <laughs> throughout the season. <laughs> but my, my favorite thing is during Saxton's promo, you can kind of see Chris Masters in the background. And I really like his facial expressions during his promo because he's he's selling whatever Saxton is saying. So they're, they're already having like pretty good chemistry between the two, uh, between the two of them. So I really like that. Nice. I feel like, uh, Oh, and then this is where, um, striker introduces him as Byron Sexton. Yeah. yeah, And he's like, he gets up there and he goes, Byron Saxton, Michael. Yeah. (laughs) Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Cause no, Matthew, he kept calling him Matthew. Matthew. Yeah. 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 It's Byron Saxon, Matthew. So it was like, and then they were, uh, they, they're playing up that he was a former announcer too, right? That mm-hmm. he was um, yep. an ECW announcer. So yep. just off the bat, I kind of equated him as the uh, this season's Jamie Keys. Because mm-hmm. it's like, it's already somebody that you've seen before, but now yeah. you're seeing them over here. So it's, you get already get kind of get some familiarity, but you're going to see him in a different light. Mm-hmm. So I thought he was pretty cool. Um, I went with like four just because I like how you could already see where he's going with himself. Yeah. And it is going to be easy to follow with what he's doing. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. I think I'll get into him a bit more because he's uh, he has a video package right after this segment. Uh, so I'll, I'll kind of provide a, a couple more facts about him as well. For sure. And then uh, did we cover? Uh, Brodus Clay no so Brodus Clay he was dope because he said he was there with uh, <laughs> lemon juice and razor blades oh yeah <laughs> and I was like that's that's super like creative and I was like that's super mean to you know you're gonna cut somebody and pour lemon juice on it it's like oh you're a jerk yeah so <laughs> that that for me that creativity you're gonna hear me say that <laughs> probably soon so I went with four for Mr. Clay I like mm-hmm. how uh, he's pretty poised. You kind of like get his character. He's kind of like a laid back, but he's super big. So it's like still intimidating. So yeah. I appreciate the way that he carries 
kind of like carries his himself with him with his like gimmick, even though we don't really know who he is. Yeah, yeah you yeah. can just kind of like see it's like, oh, you're big and like kind of mean but smooth about it. Yeah, so yeah. with that, I went with four for yeah. Mr. Clay. Nice. Then we have uh, Jacob Novak, <laughs> and what was interesting is that for the other for the other rookies, the crowd was either quiet or there was just some mixed reaction. But for uh, Novak, you can tell that he's already going to probably take the lead heel role just because as soon as he started talking, like these people don't know who he is and he already started getting what chance. So that was like impressive right off the bat that he's already generating like that genuine heel heat from the crowd. If uh, if he's the only one getting a reaction from the crowd. And like we said before, like it doesn't like for a lot of people, they don't care if they get like uh face heat or uh heel heat as long as you get like a reaction and that's what novak mm-hmm. was was getting from the crowd you could tell i don't know like even before he said anything i already knew i didn't like him yeah 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 so like, that's so just the way that he walked out in his face look i was like, i don't like this fool yeah 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 and, that, <laughs> and that's that's what was amazing like he didn't do anything he just started talking and people literally were just Nothing. saying what already and then what he said was kind of clever too he said he liked monopoly and mm-hmm. then he was gonna own the board i was like you know what that's not even like being a, a jerk or nothing that's just a <laughs> clever way to say that i'm going to win yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> not even mad at that yeah but no booed booed you know what you got byron saxton as the like i'm my character is obviously to be a heel and then you got Novak, who may or may not have even known what was going to happen. Now he knows, yep, I'm a heel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet even uh, I, I bet even the writers were like, well, just let him go out there and see, see what, what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go ahead and be yourself, kid. And you're just like, well, I love Monopoly and I yeah. want to run the board. And they're like, boo. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, Dayton, Ohio doesn't like Monopoly. <laughs> They're not messing with it at all. It's like, nope. We <laughs> will have none of that. You know, like Monopoly's out here, Slim. We like blue collar work. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. They uh, went with it. And then the, the perfect person came after him. Oh, yeah. Because um, then Derek Bateman comes out. And he went straight for the cheap pop. Mm-hmm. He didn't even say where he was from. He just said, this is my home state. And yeah, they were yeah. like, oh, we love him. And then he said he was fantastic. So just having the wherewithal to go that direction. Because like for all we know, the city that he from might be like rivals with Dayton. So he didn't want to say it. So yeah, maybe that yeah, was yeah. like just a smart, like, so smart. you know, it's kind of like if uh we were in like uh, like Los Angeles, and then mm-hmm. we just went straight for saying like, "Yeah, San Francisco, and Bay like, Area, or something." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but it was like, "Yeah, we're this is my state of California," and they're like, "Oh, yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah." So Derek Bateman, real smart approach there. Um, I appreciated what he did. I don't even like just scores aside. He, they all are doing really good with mm-hmm. just establishing themselves or figuring out who they're about to be. Yeah. So he did that very well. Um, I think both, I'm going to give like everybody just off the bat fours. Cause I think everybody did really good. Like I said, just kind of establishing where they were going to go with their alignment kind of in how they were going to achieve getting the reactions. Yeah. And even with Novak discovering it, it's like, you already got it, bro. You know where you're going. You just got to kind of be like a tall Ziggler. Yeah. And then, 
And then we came out um, with your boy. Yeah. Connor O'Brien. <laughs> now, oh, before you get into that one, I will just say that I'm going to insert the clip right here because no matter what we're going to say, it won't do it justice. So I'm inserting the, the clip here. Last but not least, Connor O'Brien. 30 seconds, Connor. Go for it, man. They ain't Ohio. Hey. <laughs> now that I've got your attention, you know, my whole life I've been made fun of for the simple fact that I look like a rat. But you see, rats are soul survivors. They lurk in the shadows waiting to strike on the opportune moment. My friends, here in Dayton, Ohio, now that, that takes the cheese. See? And, yeah, to me, this by far, from all these introduction promos from any season, this is the best one so far, hands down. Because <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard a crowd laugh. <laughs> and this fool got like the crowd to laugh as soon as he started talking, which was amazing. <laughs> Del Rio starts talking mess because he calls him boring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and then Daniel Bryan's like, hold up, don't listen to him. Yeah. He just mad because he's got all this flashy stuff, but he ain't never won no gold. And it's like, oh. But okay, so <laughs> I, I had to look this up. So I'm glad that you mentioned that because I was like, okay, why why is Daniel Bryan bringing that up? So I, I looked it up and Del Rio only debuted in August of that year. So he's only mm. been with the company for five months. So I, I don't know if that was too much of a diss because Daniel Bryan has been there since February of the year. Uh, and Del Rio mm. literally had only debuted five months earlier. So I don't know why he called him out on that when he's literally only been there for five months. He's still paying <laughs> his dues if he on NXT. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, I didn't even like I didn't even like equate that in my head. I was like, whoa, Del Rio, just because like I have the power of hindsight thing. Exactly. Like, well, yeah, yeah, he is going to be who he's going to be. But I guess at the time, if you had just seen him only five months ago, it's like makes sense for you to be on this show. Yeah. And like it makes sense that you haven't won a championship yet at this point. Yeah, because it's like, bro, he just got here. He's still spending all his money on cars, man. He's not worried about championships <laughs> yet. He'll get there. He'll get there. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying? You, you just mad because you, you ain't got the you ain't got your own ring announcer mr bryant yeah he just chose <laughs> but he did have a point because he he had one no gold so the crowd was like yeah boo oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like, all right i mean yeah that aside uh yeah the crowd totally bought into it and w- were totally on bryant's side but yeah when i when he said that i was like wait a minute how long has he actually been there <laughs> dur- during this time <laughs> i i i had to like I, I know I don't support Daryl that much nowadays, but I had to at least give him <laughs> some credit for uh, for back hey, in the you, day. You got to back the facts, man. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. good journalism right there. <laughs> <laughs> we we, we try always back the facts. We we try on this podcast. We try. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to back the facts. Whether your personal feelings are involved or not, you have to back the facts. Exactly. And boom. <laughs> and uh, you just learned something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and speaking of more fact checking we get into uh byron saxon's video package so what what i figured what we would do is yeah we kind of broke down each pairing but we didn't go into too much detail on each rookie 
So I figure we might as well just use that for their video packages because they will probably go and do one for each rookie. Uh, so that's where we'll dive more into it. So in case if we like for this episode, they only did one on Saxton and Brodus Clay. So if you don't hear us talk about Connor O'Brien, we'll we'll get to him on the episode where they they bring up his video package. So that's just more of uh, an FYI for for listeners. <laughs> With Byron Saxton, they kind of get over his gimmick really well, I thought, in this video package where he's kind of like that spoiled brat, but he still plays by the rules. So he's not the he's kind of like a mix of like the rich gimmick, but they're playing up more of the spoiled brat because he's uh, he's still super cocky, but he's also like a goody two shoe. So he's not like the tip Carlton, bro. Yeah, he's Carlton. He's, Carlton. he's literally yeah, Carlton. He's- and buff yeah, just yeah, buff yeah. carlton yeah <laughs> and he's he i don't know how nobody has like i can't think of no other like black wrestler that's done a carlton gimmick and done it good yeah no and it's like <sighs> carlton or like saxon rocks it like <laughs> yeah yeah and and what's what's kind of i i guess what kind of gives them that persona is because yeah like He's acting super cocky and heelish, but then they play video video um, videos of him as a kid cutting promos as a kid. So like that kind of gives him like that. Okay, I'm a heel, but I'm like a super nerd still because I yeah, because uh, it's like almost charming. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's I, like uh, you're overconfident, but that overconfidence can go either way. Honestly, like he could be overconfident and probably be a good face, and then he could be overconfident. He, you know what? You know who Byron Saxton is right now. Who I just thought about in my head, mm-hmm. Byron Saxton or Byron Saxton is Sasha Banks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sasha Banks is the same person all the time. Yeah. Either way, either way, she's either just gonna cheat. Or she's not going to cheat. But even when she's like a face, she still cheats to win sometimes. But it's like, and it's clever because she does that Eddie Guerrero stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Sasha Banks is the same person. Byron Saxon could be the same person, like face or heel. He could be Carlton when you hate him and he could be Carlton when you thought he was adorable. So, yeah. And like Byron Saxon. And like how you said it, it's mostly just using that overconfident kind of gimmick because how you said, like, if they're a heel at the time, the overconfident comes out as like a heel trait. But mm-hmm. when they're a face, the overconfident means it's passion. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's passionate. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, as, as we mentioned earlier, yeah, he used to be a commentator on ECW. So yeah, he actually debuted all the way back in October, uh, 2009. Hmm. So I believe he was also probably the last, commentator I, I i didn't check that part but yeah he's he's been with the company for a while and i know for a fact that he was also in fcw because he was featured in the uh the documentary so mm-hmm. so he's 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 been with the company for a while and this is kind of like his his uh repackaging because yeah like during his ecw run he was pretty much a baby face and now they're, mm-hmm. they're gonna try to see how the um the tweener role, I guess, kind of works for him here on uh, on NXT. But yeah, oh. he walks that thin line between mm-hmm. passionate and overconfident, and it's like it can go either way. Yeah, it yeah. works perfectly. Exactly. So yeah, I I think they did a a perfect job with this, where 
they they gave him a good character you know who he is and the the background story did its job so overall i think production did a really good job with with this video package nice i appreciate that and then uh so we move into the first match of the night mm-hmm. no entrances of our well, actually, all four of our guys are in the ring right here. Yeah. We got Johnny Curtis and R Truth, aka uh, Truth and Dance Quinces versus yes. <laughs> versus the Jacob Novak of Ziggler and Novak. Yeah. <laughs> One half of of Novak. <laughs> One half of Ziggler and Novak. <laughs> all right. So um I thought the match was really good. You could kind of I see I'm not saying I'm an expert, but I see uh Novak being the more greener person here, like we discussed earlier, like Johnny Curtis has some years under his belt. Yeah, yeah. But I think Novak, like I have no idea where Dude come from. He looks like a former athlete of sorts. I could be wrong, but he looks like he's either not been on that kind of like scale of amount of people there. And maybe he got deer in the headlights a little bit. Mm-hmm. Cause he looked a little bit more green, but Curtis looked good. And then you could tell that he was leading the match. So I appreciated like you could see, you know, regardless of who was face or heel there, that the more experienced person was taking over to lead that match. I thought it was a solid, like kind of like introduction match for, for Curtis, like overall, it wasn't the longest match, but it wasn't a short sprint either. Like you mm-hmm. got to see like Curtis get some offense in with some like nice drop kicks, showing some athleticism and stuff like that. Uh, Novak mostly sticking to like a lot of like holds and headlocks and stuff like that. Some submissions like on the ground, like rest holds and stuff like that. Um, he was athletic enough to get up there for like a, a, a leapfrog from the turnbuckle mm-hmm. that Johnny Curtis dodged, but he still got up there. So and then um they're both pretty tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, uh, I actually I guess Curtis is six four. Yeah, I, oh I, I I had to look that up too because when they mentioned, it, I was like, yeah, that's probably the tallest dudes in the uh, in the season because Curtis is six four and Novak is six six. So yeah, they're probably the, the tallest dudes in the season. They're two of because uh, Clay is like six eight, so he's supposed to be like the big big person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but um. We got like a good sequence of or like a, what I have at the uh, the end. So um, Curtis did some good stuff that people don't really do too much no more. Like he hit him with some snap jabs and mm-hmm. then he goes with a spinning clothesline. That was clean. Um, Kind of a rough bump by Novak on that one. And then we had a nice power slam from Johnny Curtis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that one was nice. Um. It was a good. I forgot all about like I forgot like his total move set, and I was like being reminded as I was seeing. It. I was like, oh okay, and because he hit him with a nice uh, supermodel kick, yeah, aka yeah. a spin wheel kick, which set him up. He had to borrow it from uh, the future, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he finished him off with the guillotine leg drop. And the guillotine leg drop is a move that. Or the guillotine leg drop is the only acceptable leg drop finisher, I think. Like it, you jumped off the top rope to drop your leg off somebody's face. Yeah. That's it. Like I believe it. I it, totally believe it. It it's crazy to me how he's been able to still do it like fifteen years later. Cause you would imagine that move was gonna like tear you up if you did it consistently, you know? That's true. Like I hope he didn't do it. 
every match that like he won or nothing like that. Yeah. But, you know, if he's snuck in a lot of like the most dangerous move ever, like some roll ups, you'd be good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it's like one of those moves that like when he does hit it, you know he's about to like win because he's not gonna do it again, mm-hmm. or or you know he's about to lose. Because I can't think of any time where I've seen him leg drop anybody like twice, and you're like, oh man, he's gonna do it again. It was like he's either one and done or like one and lost. Yeah, yeah. So, but I I really like the guillotine leg drop. I've liked it since Psychosis was doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate it every time I see it because not a lot of people are like you know want to do it for like a long term you get that second rope leg drop by a lot but not too many like top rope leg drops are happening these days yeah exactly but solid match nonetheless yeah yeah man all right and then right after this we get the uh the brodus clay video package my name is brodus clay and i'm from pasadena california i'm six eight and I'm 360 pounds. Growing up in Pasadena was tough. I ended up being in several foster homes. Before pursuing my dream of being in the WWE, I was in the field of executive protection. My main client was Snoop Dogg. Protection, it's on his watch, it's on his time. Uh, If he don't like somebody, I don't like him. Where in the WWE, I go into business for myself. I do what Brodus wants, when Brodus wants it, to whom he wants to do it. And I get all the rewards and all the benefits of being physical, being dominant. Where in bodyguarding, you don't really get an award other than a paycheck. In the WWE, you get the paycheck, plus you get the glory, and you get the fame. I am the next WWE breakout star. Because I'm literally the who, what, when, where, why, and how of this competition. Which I thought was pretty cool because um, as I was watching it, like I was remembering these things about him because I feel like I've seen Brodus Clay presented to me a bunch of times from the WWE somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, something about the way he looked. Did you watch Stranger Things? I've seen a few episodes, but uh, I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, he looked like him. He reminded me of Dustin from Stranger Things. Just the yeah, way that yeah. his face looked. He just looked like a big wrestler version like an adult wrestler version, version of him yeah. so so like you know he's actually like a pretty handsome child too i was like oh look at young brodus yeah, yeah, yeah. if they if they do an episode of stranger things where like they play like the future where he's an adult version they could easily cast brodus clay for, <laughs> for, for, for that role <laughs> and and it would make sense because <laughs> they already have uh uh brodus already has ties to netflix because he uh he worked as um, he worked as a a brother for one of the characters on Glow, and so Brodus already mm. has like that Netflix connection mm. anyway. So so there you go, Brodus Clay, man. I forget that I I actually like Brodus Clay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he was solid. Like his just the way that he speak it. I feel like he don't got to do too much to his natural like speaking cadence and the way that he just naturally talks to get it to sound mm-hmm. cool. Like he just sound cool every time he talk. And it yeah. just so happens that he's like a really big dude. And it's like, oh, okay. So he was a bodyguard. He was a bodyguard for Snoop Dogg. Mm-hmm. I personally think that that's where they got the name Brodus from. Cause Brodus is Snoop Dogg's last name. Oh, is it? I don't even know what Brodus Clay real name is. Yeah. I don't think it's Brodus. No. I- Cause he's a, he's a, um, he's a political commentator on like Fox news right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like he'd been doing that for like years. And I'm like, yo, what the heck? Yeah. But I don't, think it's like brodus yeah what what i 
thought was interesting how they said it for him being a bodyguard is that they called him an executive protection for snoop dog <laughs> and i was like wow that's actually a pretty accurate way of of just saying bodyguard <laughs> bodyguard it's like yeah man i, was, I did executive protection <laughs> what uh what? <laughs> it's like a bodyguard what's the difference Okay, it's a bodyguard. But it's <laughs> all right, all right, it's a bodyguard. I, you know, I, it sound better. I guess you could say executive. You wouldn't say like I'm an executive protector of like you know a dude who owns a taco stand. Yeah, but yeah you're yeah. an executive protection if you protect like millionaires. I guess exactly. Yeah, that yeah. makes sense. So you know, it's all on how you think about it. Like either you're a secretary or you're an executive assistant. Like yeah. Still secretary. You're still an office manager. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and that's what I mean. It's like I I just thought I never thought about saying it that way. And I was like, yeah, that's pretty accurate of like what the role is when you give it a technical term. <laughs> I think that was uh I think that was a good promo. The only the only criticism I had about the video package is that they did a good job about giving us his background, but they didn't really give him too much of a character because when you kind of compare when you kind of compare that one to the byron saxton one like they really got over his character of being like the cocky carlton but for brodus clay he was literally just being himself so that's cool but when it comes to like a kind of pro wrestling competition thing like there was not really a, going the the kevin nash route yeah big yeah, yeah cool yeah like we still don't know what Big Daddy Cool was all about. He was just tall and cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's all it, he did. He was just <laughs> he was just tall and rough. They yeah. didn't have no background. I feel like Brodus Clay might have a little bit more background than Kevin Nash as Diesel did. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. That's, hey, that's yeah, maybe true. he's just got it. I mean, it's still pretty unknown. Like, am I just supposed to feel like you're just big and cool or like what? Because even like I get it. Like, you know, I agree with you, what you're saying, too, because even with the the video package, it didn't really tell you too much. I mean, it told you that he was in like foster homes and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. All right, like, yeah, that's rough. I get you, bro. But then it's like, now you're telling me you was a security guard for Snoop Dogg. So now I know you was balling at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, what are you saying to me right now? And now that you just, out of nowhere, you decide to stop being a bodyguard for Snoop Dogg because you wanted to be a pro wrestler? Yeah. All right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he was saying like he wanted to be a pro wrestler because then like he would get the fame and the recognition for like mm-hmm. beating people up now. Yeah. So I was like, oh, okay. You just want to be known for fighting. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm with that. Yeah. I'm still with that. I'm a Brothers Clay fan. That's I my pick to win it. Yeah, I, I am too. After that, then we get our first rookie challenge of the season. And this one is uh, a modified version of the Capture the Flag challenge. For those who are tuning into our podcast for the first time they've done this challenge on previous seasons and they've just kind of modified it where they have the they have the flag similar to like a money in the bank or a ladder match where it's in the middle of the ring so the rookies just have to get a ladder that's outside the ring bring it in grab the flag and then run back up to the stage and they uh I think this one was more like like I said on previous seasons that they try to make these as genuine as possible because they were actually trying to do legit competitions. But this one also mm. kind of felt like 
a lot of them were probably told to just play up their gimmick because mm-hmm. um, I'll, I'll, I'll just go through it pretty quickly because we've kind of covered similar challenges where uh, Johnny Curtis ends up going first and he sets the bar at uh, 28 seconds. And uh, Josh Matthews actually brings up that Matt Stryker did a practice run and it took him about 58 <laughs> seconds. So th- I think they were just playing it up to kind of compare it to like how amazing like these athletes can. Uh, yes. Can kind of blaze it better. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, Connor goes next and yeah, he beats it by 0.4 where he gets to the uh, 28.2. Then we have Brodus where. Uh, he's a little bit slower just because he's a bigger frame and he clocks in mm-hmm. at 33.5. And then this is the one where I kind of mentioned where I think even though that they were trying to do legit points that Byron Saxton was more just trying to play off his character and get over his gimmick more. Byron Saxton, is there anything you've picked up so far that you think you might be able to use? I'm just going to be me, Matthew. Just going to be me. It's a great answer. My mom calls me Matthew, so thanks for that. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. I guess he believes in safety first. Well, he's just being himself. Which means that I think uh, Byron will lose a lot. I don't think Byron's worried about picking up an immunity point here today. We've seen people try to do that before in NXT, and none of them have been successful. All right, rules are rules. Conor O'Brien still in the lead. He was just kind of taking his time and kind of posing as he was uh, going up the ladder and and going down and everything. And it worked because he was getting boos from the crowd. So I think he was really just trying to not trying to win. He was just trying to get more of his character over at that point. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And then Jacob Novak uh, ends up setting the bar even higher where he gets it at 26.9. At this point, uh, Ziggler told him to go fast. Like right before he went, he told him to go really fast. And he did. That's like that expert (laughs) expert training right there from (laughs) from Ziggler. (laughs) Do you think like just that verbal cue right there? Like half K wise, you think that verbal cue is to tell him to really try? Like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> really try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think and it's like <gasps> maybe that was like him, him telling him that he gets to win. It's like, <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they told all six of them, like, one of your pros is going to say, go faster. <laughs> and that means that you should really try to win. <laughs> and then the rest is Johnny Curtis, like, I think what one of the commentary was like, why is Johnny Curtis running in slow motion? So I almost feel like it's like, yeah, all right, look, yeah. you can't win. And it's like, oh, all right. Yeah. And then then Connor, maybe they was just like, yeah, you just not going to win. Bro, this, of course, no matter how you try, he wasn't going to win. They told Saxon to not try probably because he yelled fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, and then boom, there's like no, it's pretty much between you and uh, you and Bateman. Go for it. Yeah. And and then uh the last one was actually uh, Bateman, but uh I think I think both of us caught the same reference where Josh calls him Adam Sandberg and then I was like, did he mean Andy Sandberg? <laughs> Cuz I was trying to think of like who the hell Adam Sandberg was. And I was like, I don't think that's a person. <laughs> hey, I thought maybe he was trying to be clever cuz he was saying he looked like 
Adam Sandler and Andy Sandberg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, Adam Sandberg, Andy <laughs> Sandler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't think so. I, I think he just like messed up. Yeah, yeah. So I'm pretty sure he meant to say that he looks like Andy Sandberg, <laughs> uh, but he just mixed hey, up man. the names. Hey, look, he's been doing, you know, Josh has been doing NXT the whole year. So maybe he's a little burnt by this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. The whole 2010 is. I don't, I don't blame him. <laughs> Bateman ended up getting uh, 27 seconds. So Jacob Novak actually ended up winning by by a hair, where it's literally only like 0.4 uh, seconds difference. And I think even the commentators kind of called it out where they said like, oh, Bateman uh the timer didn't exactly stop there but they didn't review it or anything so they mm. they just kind of gave uh jacob hey, you know, i noticed the same thing with connor too like mm-hmm. when i was watching it he really crossed the line at like 27 something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but but they gave him like 28 too i said wait a minute yeah so yeah i think they were just as you said go faster kid <laughs> so no no mm-hmm. so novak uh just went for it at that point. <laughs> you got to tip the scales sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and oh, yeah, as as uh, for for those who are also just tuning in, the the way that the seasons work is that they do these rookie challenges for immunity points. So the more points you get from from winning these competitions, uh, the one with the highest count by the time they do an elimination week they will uh have immunity so they can't get eliminated so novak picks up the first point of the season after that we have uh two back-to-back backstage promos with uh dibiase maurice and brodus clay uh teddy teddy and uh maurice i i believe they're arguing about some some loss that Teddy probably had on either Monday night raw or SmackDown. I, I don't remember which brand that they were on at this point, but both of them are, uh, are kind of just arguing with each other. And then Brodus just kind of walks in and they're both kind of giving him what you would call it, uh, advice. So I think they're just kind of teasing like some, um, some tension between Maurice and, uh, and DiBiase jr. And then at that point, Mm -hmm. Uh, Teddy Long, or I should say, not Teddy Long, uh, Ted DiBiase just ends up uh, walking off with Brodus because he wants to just give him some advice off uh, off camera. And we cut to Byron Saxton, uh, Byron Saxton just oiling himself. And then Chris Masters <laughs> <laughs> wants to give him some uh, workout advice. But Saxton says like, oh yeah, he's the master of uh, P90X, which at this time I was actually trying out myself when i was still at zynga so i can say that this was definitely the the hotness when it comes to the workout of uh of that time <laughs> hey there's what there was like p90x and then there's like insanity yeah insanity was the other was one like i remember i used to like torrent those for people mm-hmm. they were like hey man could you give me p90x i got you yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I definitely i definitely did both p90x and insanity uh at work and it was the same thing like someone had just got them and put them on like a what's it called a, a projector flash drive yeah 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 a, oh, a flash nice. drive. and then we just put on a projector for like the whole class to just like work off of so yeah of course <laughs> you work for a tech company there's of course they're just gonna do something like that <laughs> like a, 
what? No one's going to sell my game. I don't want to buy it, your <laughs> your exercise program. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh my God. It's totally like the bootleg version too, because you can tell when someone would record it and like not even capture it from the very beginning. It's like three minutes in into like <laughs> the workout. It's totally bootlegged at that point. That's how you do it. It's free to play. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so Masters actually, uh, he he's trying to give Saxton some advice, but Saxton kind of just blows him off because he's just playing up his heel gimmick. But at the end of the promo, Masters even says like, oh, I like this guy because he's He's super confident, so he's uh he's kind of playing along with the gimmick as as opposed to um previous seasons where Truth and uh what's gonna call it David Otunga were kind of like uh not getting along at the beginning of se- of the season for the same reasons, but in this case, like I believe Chris Masters, That's right? Yeah, I, I believe Masters was also kind of like a heel or tweener, so the two of them are kind of like getting along at this point, so. I thought that was pretty cool. At this point, has our truth is this like his second time being a pro? Second, yeah. Third? Yeah. Uh second. Yeah. Or yeah, second. 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 You're right. Yeah, I, I believe he's first and now now. First and fourth. Yeah. So the Miz okay. the Miz was the first one to be the first returning pro, but now um the Miz and Truth are tied as far as being like uh two time pros on, on NXT. Yeah. Oh my God. It would be them too. Yeah. <laughs> Solid guys. Feel bad. You say, what's up? What's up? All right, man. So, yeah. So, we go into the next match, which is the final segment of the night main event tag team between the Dissension, <laughs> Alberto Del Rio, and Connor O'Brien versus the Yes Men, aka. Daniel Bryan and Derek Bateman, who are, you know what? We also could have called them like DB squared. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I, I gave him the placeholder name of the manly movement as well, because that's what, uh, Bateman was trying to get over with his, uh, that's right. His, his nickname, the yes men, DB squared, Daniel Bryan and Derek Bateman. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> they got a nice long title. I'm with that. I like it. We're gonna get into yeah. this match. This was a solid match too. Mm-hmm. It's funny because I look at Connor. I'm like, man, you know what? You you got the size, you got the physique, you got everything of a wrestler. But then when I look at your face, you're like a really nice person. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> I, we we joke about him having like the rat face gimmick, but you can tell that he's just like a super nice dude. Who <laughs> look hella funny? Like he make hella jokes. Yeah. Oh my goodness. But no, it was a solid match. The commentators were uh they reminded us if for those of us who didn't know about Daniel Bryan of where he started with, with NXT and how he was like returning. Mm-hmm. Um so they kinda went over his history, that was pretty good. Del Rio was look I forgot that he didn't like have knee pads for a while and I thought that was awkward. I thought he looked Yeah, naked. yeah, yeah. I forgot about that too. Yeah, at some point uh Josh said Del Rio was the best. So he's doing really good at getting him over because you already yeah. see the seeds are being planted about like Del Rio needs to be like made and perceived as like the the man, you know, kind of like building him up because he said that he was the um the best pro when the on like NXT history. And I was like, yeah, Oh, yeah. okay, that's pretty good. But I was like, wait a minute, Jericho was a pro. How dare you? Yeah, and, and Jericho's rookie one as well. So 
<laughs> it's like, wait a minute, let's let's you know be honest here. But no, it was it was it was solid because uh, like everybody in this match at this point, I think in time, has some good experience underneath their belt. Yeah, um, like Del Rio is new to the WWE. But like that dude, he, I think he, he comes from a wrestling family. I think he's like the nephew. I don't think he's a son, the son of, but I think he's related to Mil Mascaras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, he himself was like an MMA, like he was an MMA fighter before or like either during while he was a wrestler. Um, so he's got that, that background, which makes sense, like because his finisher is the cross arm breaker. So he was, he's like, when I think about Del Rio, even at the time, I was like, you know, I just don't like this dude. Mm-hmm. I don't like his face. I don't like the way he wrestle. I don't like his finisher. But like, in all honesty, his credentials and stuff like make him one of the more solid dudes in the company at that time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they give credit where credit was due. The match was solid. Um, I liked how uh, Derek Bateman is. He's got the kind of like wild man almost when he wrestles like he's very frantic yeah like i like that and then it works good with his hair and then um he had a good spot where he dove out on both of them outside of the ring that was dope that was following up from a damn brian like uh i think running drop kick to get connor out yeah yeah yeah. and then he like attacked del rio on the side got him down and then Derek bateman did a suicide dive that was pretty dope yeah at some point uh i could have swore uh we had bateman try uh an airplane spin in the field. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then he like goes and tags in Brian and he comes in there with the airplane spin. And then I, like, I forgot that the airplane spin is not one of my favorite moves, but it was really dope to see it executed. Like to have a little dude like Daniel Bryan picking up Connor, who's a much bigger dude, spin him around for like a side of like half a minute, I think. And then uh, he is literally 30 seconds. I, I, I counted. He wasn't even dizzy. It's crazy. He, like, spun around. Tossed him down, shook it off a little bit, and I think he kicked him. And I was like, wow, dude, you're insane. So yeah. that was dope. <laughs> At some point, like the crowd, they're eating it up. They're loving it. So it's really good because then we get to see, like, you know, Del Rio being like down here. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure he's like all these. It's cool because all of the pros are main roster talent. So it's like you get those, that familiarity and the crowd energy is behind them. The crowd has already seen Daniel Bryan. They've seen him grow from NXT to now. Mm-hmm. He's US champ. They're all bought in. Bateman and Connor are solid in ring. So there's no reason for the crowd not to be like kind of like into what they're doing to like Bateman has the crowd behind him like in all of his movements and stuff like that so they've like really bought into it at some point Dolph Ziggler gets a mic and I could have swore I heard him say this match sucks <laughs> and then yeah I, <laughs> I I forgot that he had uh, a live mic during this so he would like chime in once in a while yeah that was hilarious Um, we get a a nice, a really good, uh, shining, like high knee shining wizard almost from Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Like he like, it's like typically the shining wizard is when somebody's like on their knee and you knee him in the face, but he like jumped up to a standing person and did it. That was dope. Yeah. Um, we got a good flipping neck breaker from Bateman and Del Rio. And I was trying to remember who did like that flipping neck breaker like that from the side. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just couldn't remember. It looked really good. Like who's the first person to do it? But I know somebody used to do that back in the day too. Johnny Nitro had a variant, but somebody did it just like that back in the day. Yeah. I remember yeah. it in a SmackDown game. Yeah. Like vividly. 
<laughs> Who had that move? Maybe it was Shelton Benjamin. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> so, um, really solid ring work from both teams in this match. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor had some nice snap suplexes. You can see, like, uh, at one point, you can see kind of like how veteran he and Bateman are to a certain extent to where, like, he started going for a snap suplex, but they were too close to the ropes, so they readjusted, and then they did it, and I was like, ah, nice, there you go. Yeah, gotta yeah. Be, We got to realize that stuff. So that was dope. Nice little, like, nuances to see in matches. Always appreciate those. Uh, the closing sequence, we get um, Derek Bateman, like, on a roll with some offense. He goes to finish off Del Rio with what looked like, to me, a flying kind of, like, Almost like a crossbody, but he was a sideways attempt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, Del Rio just kind of like shoves him out of the way. He's like, nope. And then he gets him with the cross arm breaker, gets him with a submission victory. You know, those things are typically very rare. Very rare. Go ahead and chalk that up. Main event, submission victory, season four. It's it's literally the fourth submission victory in... (laughs) in nxt history at, at this point so the i can I, I can still count them in my head i know once we get into later seasons i won't be able to do it but uh yeah because it's what it's jericho in season one yeah and then there's two from aj lee in season yep. three yep yep and then there's now this one right yeah so that's it wow that's literally <laughs> out of uh 97 matches i think at this point that only four of them have been won by Bro, i'm telling you we need to look up the amount of roll-up yeah, victories yeah, yeah. there are in nxc out of you said 97 matches yeah like 85 <laughs> <laughs> a, a solid 85 a solid like if we're thinking like schoolboy, schoolgirl, small package backslide yeah 85 yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> that'll be uh that'll be a youtube project that i'll work on later where it's like the first 100 matches like how many of them have been by the the dangerous roll-up or that's the most dangerous move in nxc history bro like not too many people kick out of it a roller yeah yeah yeah. so i'll be on the lookout for that video in the future (laughs) telling you bro solid Uh, ring work yeah i uh I agree with you where I think that matchup was pretty good. Like, especially it got time to, um, to kind of work out where it was, it was a close to 11 minutes at 10 56. Mm-hmm. So it, it gave him a lot of time and all the points that you had made where, uh, it helped because we had Del Rio and Daniel Bryan in the match. So the, the fans were invested and it got, um, it gave the perfect opportunity for, for Bateman to to kind of get over same thing with uh O'Brien and yeah overall I think I think this one's going to be interesting because we have kind of like uh NXT season 3 which was kind of like the plat, uh the palate cleanser when it comes to like the match quality so it'll be interesting mm-hmm. like how we kind of pick back up as far as like having a lot of these wrestlers have experience like um Johnny Curtis and uh and Byron Saxton. So we'll see like how the work rate is going to be for the season so far. It seems mm-hmm. like it's, it's getting there where it's, it's starting to pick up, but I'm curious about like how the pairings are going to be throughout the season. So I'm pretty excited. And same thing as we mentioned before that neither one of us have actually watched this season in its in 
it in its entirety. So it'll be um, it'll be pretty much like watching this brand new when it comes to the in ring action uh, throughout the season. For sure, you know, for the, for the most part, honestly, it's like this is pretty solid. Uh, like you know, kind of solid workers. Mm-hmm. Outside of like like these are pretty known like solid workers at this point in their careers outside of like Novak maybe yeah 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 so this would be like a pretty good season of matches yeah so I'm 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 looking forward to the the randomness and kind of like seeing what the guys are about because when you look at all of them like I wouldn't be able to tell you like who's gonna wrestle like what just by looking at them so this would be a this would be an interesting one yeah for sure. We're trying out a new system this year since we just started uh, not only a new season, but we kicked off the new year where this is something we talked about briefly on the last episode, I think, where we wanted to do a money in the bank style uh, scoring (laughs) prize for ourselves as the hosts, where uh, I think we'll do it. It's like one once a year, we have like a half K kind of like money in the bank score where if we wanted to cash in on any uh, originally I was going to set it at matches, but we'll set it at any of the four categories where if there's something like, and we can only use it once similar to like the money in the bank briefcase where, uh, if we feel like there was a strong night of commentary or a really match of the year candidate on the episode that the episode itself may not have shined that much, then Mm. we can kind of give it an extra point. So for example, like in this case, you gave it a 3.5, but if, um, if you really thought that this was your like match of the year candidate, then that would automatically get bumped to a 4.5. Uh, if that, Mm. if, if that makes sense, just because you felt like the, the episode overall was lacking as far as like the other categories, but you thought that this match was like your favorite of the year then uh then that'll just give it like that extra bump because i think when we kind of review some of the scores from previous seasons there are those hidden gems that were like oh like maybe people won't check out the episode because it got kind of like a a middle of the road score but if we give Mm -hmm. it that extra like oh this is the episode where uh larry or nando cashed in their (laughs) their briefcase then they're more willing to check out that episode for either the match or the commentary or or whatever just because uh it's like one of the hidden gems that um Mm -hmm. yeah so we're we're trying it out that this season or this this year i should say just to see like um if if it boosts some of the recommendations for uh for certain matches or certain episodes um Mm -hmm. i don't think we'll be cashing in on this episode just because we kind of ruined it (laughs) uh but a brief introduction in case if we end up cashing it in in the future i'll just insert this sound bite for people (laughs) uh so let's get into our scores and after that i'll do some fun facts uh so i'll let me i'll i'll start it off with with commentary so i'll I actually ended up giving commentary a a 2.5. I think that Todd Grisham's debut on NXT, I think he and Josh did a good job of um, trying to find their chemistry together. They they didn't have obviously the same chemistry that Michael Cole and, and Josh did because, you know, they've been working together for almost a year and 
they're trying a new dynamic now where Todd is definitely more of like the solid baby face commentator and Josh is more still like that tweener commentator mm-hmm. because he's um he's he's more like how we mentioned earlier where he's trying to get people over like Del Rio um but he's not really like going against the the baby faces either so he's he's definitely like in between but it's like Corey Graves yeah 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 he's very similar to Corey Graves so i i think that pairing is still trying to find their like their uh their chemistry together but i think as a as a debut i think they did a, a pretty decent job so i ended up going with a a 2.5 as far as just like their their first time out the gate and i can definitely see them getting a lot better as the uh as the season goes through i hear that i uh i echo that you know i honestly originally had it as three mm-hmm. but then i just bumped it down to 2.5 because now when i think about it i maybe because i wasn't paying attention to them as hard but yeah yeah, yeah. at the same time like uh i didn't really get too much from grisham mm-hmm like he it was just another voice versus like yeah, yeah yeah like josh he grabbed my attention with certain things maybe that just comes with like seniority but like from grisham i didn't really get anything from him other than just like a voice breaking up the ring action and like josh saying something exactly yeah, so yeah. i went 2.5 there yeah for uh to get my final score for commentary and then if we move over to matches mm-hmm. I went 3.5. Ooh, and wow. I'm going to stay there because uh-huh. I enjoyed both of those matches in the sense that similar to the season with Justin, Justin Gabriel, and I appreciate 450 splashes. I'm a big fan of the guillotine leg drop. Mm-hmm. So I will mark out for that when I see it. I thought that, uh, for Johnny Curtis, that was a good match. Him getting his offense over. So that was a solid, like, standard. You guys have five minutes. Go do what you go make a match. I like I like those. The ones that you could tell it's like, hey, you guys have five minutes. Figure it out. And that was a good. That one was executed well. I might also be riding high on excitement of coming out of season three and starting something new. Yeah, yeah. Because I really enjoyed the main event match too, because it was super long and it gave me a lot to look at from like uh, Bateman in that match because he got a lot of offense in, I thought. So it kind of lets us know that he's going to be more on the athletic side. And then Connor was good there just because you're going to see him being probably just a solid person to work with. Like, I, mm. I, I, Personally, don't see Connor winning hella matches, but I feel like he's going to be solid every match, though. Yeah. So I thought that was good glimpses of like those two being like kind of debut NXT matches and then just solid ring work from, of course, Del Rio and Brian, who, of course, you would expect that from Brian. But if like you weren't too familiar with Del Rio, he's solid in there, too, given his pedigree. So I thought that both of those matches were even though we only had two, the fact that neither one of them were like super short, I went 3.5. Nice. So for me, I kind of similar to what you said, where we spent a while with uh, NXT season three. So this felt 
completely different. So I kind of had to do similar where I had to do another uh, palette cleanser where I, as much as I enjoy these matches, I ended up going with a 2.5 just because, because mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to set it too high or too low because of, uh, of just not knowing how, how the season is going to go. Uh, so mm-hmm. I, I felt like the first match was okay, but it wasn't anything, um, that stood out to me. Like even talking about it now, I can't remember too much from the first match, but the main event was really good. Like I, I would definitely recommend, mm-hmm. recommend people to check out the main event match. So for me, I, I kind of averaged it out where I went with a 2.5, um, mm-hmm. for, for that reason where I think with the potential that we were talking about earlier with these, uh, with this season four roster i think there's potential that there's going to be some really good matches so i kind of wanted to go a little bit in the middle to kind of anticipate like what matches we're going to get later on got you um saying that i will move into production and kind of similar on that note where with production i actually went with a 3.5 for Mm -hmm. very similar reasons that you did with the matches where i think they did a really good job of kind of refocusing where even Josh this season isn't um, he isn't being as kind of distracting because now he has uh, Todd Grisham there. So they're kind of like repackaging the season to be a little bit more serious where like they're they're refocused on making sure that this season is uh, uh, like a legit competition, because when you think about it, you have the commentators who are taking the matches more serious, you have uh, a legit prize being brought back because now the winner gets a championship match again. Um, comparing that to uh, season three where they didn't give them like a, a guaranteed shot at the women's title or, or divas championship at this time. Um, mm-hmm. So it, it seems like they're, they're really trying to refocus and get back on track to the, um, the original origins of uh, the competition uh, concept. So from a booking standpoint, I think they did a good job on that. And same thing with the, the video packages. I, I think they're going back uh, to their, t- their top quality as far as giving you a really good rundown on like what, um, what each of the rook- the rookies are. So I think they did a really good job with this uh, premiere episode. Nice. I personally went three. Mm-hmm. nothing i wouldn't even say like nothing about it but i felt like the the production was what it was supposed to be nothing about it like hella stood out to me probably like the same way you felt about that first match yeah like pretty much almost like verbatim and then um and then i can bleed right into entertainment like it was almost just kind of like an aggregate of everything i had together and i thought about it mentally three yeah yeah like, yeah production and entertainment for me were a three yeah I also gave entertainment a three just based on that same reason where is a mix of everything where I was like, well, I had um, I had given high praise to production, but the matches were in in the middle. And then commentary was also like just getting started. So it kind of takes a while for them to find that chemistry. So I averages out Mm -hmm. to a three. Uh, So with that arc combined score for the first episode of season four is a 2.9 which i think is pretty respectable when you think about all the all the factors that we kind of threw in there um 
and the, and this is like a perfect example of like why we want to introduce like our money in the bank concept because yeah when when people when the average person kind of looks at this score they'll probably be like well it doesn't seem like it's an episode that i should check out but if it had like a hidden gem of like an amazing promo or an amazing match then we can easily like bump that up and people will be like oh okay i'll i'll check it out at that point um that's true all right i'm with that but yeah i think i think they did a good job with the um with the overall episode um i'll kick it over into our fun facts for the episode and uh this one's gonna be a long one just because we are starting off the season but this uh this marks a lot of debuts so bear with me (laughs) so this marks of course johnny curtis's debut match same thing with jake uh jacob novak uh alberto del rio as far as a in in ring nxt match uh connor o'brien Derek Bateman and we actually uh, we forgot to talk about this at the beginning of the episode but this is also Justin Roberts in ring uh or I should say Justin Roberts uh ring announcer debut as well um and mm. a, as we mentioned this is Todd Grisham taking over the commentator spot and Michael Cole's uh 41 episode streak coming to an end and we also have the debut of uh, Ricardo Rodriguez as the manager slash personal announcer, and this one this one is also a fun fact. With Daniel Bryan r- returning, Daniel Bryan is technically still winless, where now he increases his winless streak to zero and eleven. Because uh, <laughs> if you count his matches from season one, um, he lost ten there and is adding to it. So we'll see if Daniel Bryan will pick up his first victory in NXT during this season. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Still, still winless as of this recording. So we'll see how it goes. T-shirt coming soon. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of four, still winless. (laughs) Yeah. Actually, before we get into that transition with the uh, t-shirts, I will go into the next episode. Hold up. Hey, 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 hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so on the next episode, our main event will be between Derek Bateman and Alberto Del Rio. So I believe this will be the first rookie versus pro matchup of the season. And yeah, on paper, I'm like how we were kind of saying that I think both of them have um, have a lot of potential because they have both of them have a lot of experience. So we'll see how the chemistry is between Del Rio and uh, and Bateman. So I can't I can't wait to check it out just because it seems like a good a matchup because they're both very similar in, in body types. And um, we'll see like how their um, their in ring style kind of plays plays up against each other you know we'll see if it ascends or descends <laughs> we shall see <laughs> damn it all right so that will do it for this episode and as we were trying to kind of uh segue yes we have our online shop brand new ready to go updated with new designs and as of this recording, if you're checking it out, we have the brand new L Dog 
420 <laughs> t-shirt design as yeah. well so you can pick it up it's half it's uh hot off half. off the uh what presses presses oven i don't know what it's called <laughs> it, it's it's yeah, hot. hot off the presses hot off the oven yeah it's, it's hot. hot hot dog in a grandstand <laughs> and yeah it's it's hot dog in a grandstand and either way you should check it out and we also have the um the new 2021 half k logo as well if you mm. want to support the overall podcast itself we have the new x design that um for trademark reasons i don't want to say the explicit reason so i'll add a brief pause when i say it's yes men yes inspired it's <laughs> nxt men inspired so uh i'll i'll, I'll leave, wink wink <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that uh and you can check that out at our uh, on our links. Um, it's available on our website as well at uh, halfk.podbean.com. So you can check out the links there. And as we mentioned at the beginning, if this is your first time checking out the season based on a recommendation or it just showed up on your algorithm, <laughs> uh, we have a backlog of seasons where um, we've already covered seasons one through three so you can check them out on our uh, Podbean or any other um pod uh or i should say podcast streaming website and yes we are also kicking off new content on our youtube channel uh you can check it out there we just uploaded a couple of new episodes and also if you want to watch these in video form we'll be uploading season two pretty soon as well um you can check out the video versions of season one on YouTube, but we'll also include season two pretty shortly. So if you wanted to just watch them in video form, you can check them out there. Uh, I think that's it. I didn't have any other plugs because we just did our massive plug list on the previous episode. So uh, I'll just kind of spread them apart. But uh, did you have we'll just unplug from plugs and then. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we plug yeah. in the uh, next time. I think we plugged enough. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Got the outlets full, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the the uh, the mar- the marketing outlet is is pretty full yeah, right now. The marketing outlet is full right now. We're gonna have to um, get some new plugs for the next show, but I think we're good, man. Yeah, I I totally agree, and yeah. Overall, my thoughts are that I think this is gonna be a fun season because it's gonna be literally brand new for the two of us and i think uh it should be it should be a fun one i i'm i'm excited for the season i think it's gonna be good i agree um we're gonna have i feel like we're gonna have a lot of good in-ring action again yeah and um we might get some good promos out of it too exactly I think yeah somebody but- might might take it uh take it to the promised land on a promo i got a uh, year i think your boy might <laughs> your boy uh your boy Connor O'Brien might might hit a home run this season. Yeah, yeah. He he he's already hit like a a base hit. So I I'm pretty sure he's, Yeah, he's he's on base for sure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Easily. His batting average is like 100% right now. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yep. I understand that much about baseball. So <laughs> I, I I think we we said enough where it looks like we know what we're talking about. So <laughs> That's all that's all we can uh that's all we can do. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's, uh, you know, if you're not going to do your like journalism 100%, you just at least got to sound like you know what you're talking about. Yeah.
wake up your mind. And then, yeah, before we hit it off, of course, we wanted to kind of, since it's been, uh, it's it's been a while since we recorded, since we took our our season break. Um, of course, we definitely wanted to honor for the, those that we've kind of lost in the last couple of weeks, where we wanted to give our thoughts and prayers to the families of Pat Patterson, and of course, most more recently with uh, the family of um, Brody Lee as well, aka John Huber. Just because, yeah, like we've seen literally both those two gentlemen at um, WrestleMania 33, 31, 31, right? 31. Yeah, I think it's. We've seen him at 31. We've seen uh, Harper at 31 for sure. I seen him at Access. Mm-hmm. I took a picture with him. That was dope. And then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was at 31, I think, in that Intercontinental Championship ladder match. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, with, he was uh, on that Daniel one. Bryan and them. And yeah. then was he a bludgeon brother in New Orleans? Yeah, I think that's where they won the, the titles, actually. Um, Is that where he powerbombed uh, Xavier Woods on the stairs, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. See him twice, bro. Yeah, so I think we, we saw him win the, the tag team titles at uh, 34. So, And then Pat Patterson, we seen at the Cow Palace, mm-hmm. for we sure, saw- at an APW show, and he, like, punched somebody in the face. That was uh, our boy Dylan Drake that he uh, he knocked out. Yeah, there we go. Yep, I, yeah. I remember that because he had a, like a fly ass white suit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he had like these matching white shoes too. It was like, man, that's player, dude. Yeah, yeah. Look, we was right. We seen it. The Bludgeon Brothers defeated the Usos and the New Day. Five minutes and fifty seconds. Yeah. Yep. And they like they like killed him. <laughs> yeah. I remember that match being short, but yeah, I, I just couldn't remember if if it was for the um, the tag titles. But thanks for checking that mm-hmm. yeah, uh, for the SmackDown tag titles. Yeah, awesome. So yeah, like like I said, um, rest in peace to both those gentlemen, and uh, we'll definitely be missing them. But we'll always have those amazing memories that we just kind of went through. So definitely, um, definitely keeping them in our spirits. Uh, so on that on that note we'll we'll definitely check out the rest of the season and if you haven't already we would definitely appreciate a follow on our social medias to kind of stay in the loop and uh, yeah uh, we will see you next time and this is your boy Nando O'Brien and El Truth saying that's the truth the whole truth and a rat yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right later everybody take care